Let's get it. What's good, y'all? Welcome to another episode. This is your boy, Luel Fantroy, and I'm here with another melanated human being, creative, dope, um, free spirit, um, celestial being. Um, I don't know how to explain to me there's adjectives and all that type of stuff, but no, but Johnny Cool is in the building, and I saw, I just want to let you know how I met Johnny Cool, a.k.a. Jupiter Black, up in the building, a DJ, artist, performer, um, just a fashion uh, designer. You know, you do you do it all. Like, you remind me of cut from the same cloth as I call it Yeezy and, um, and stuff like that and all kinds of, like, mixed with prints, mixed with the old, like, you... you I can't wait to get to connect and ask more questions about you because you embody so many things that like even your 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 latest song Warp Speed that you just released um just <clears throat> gave me the chills made me feel good you channeled the sounds of of my favorite frequencies like my favorite sounds and tones and uh of like the 80s mixed with just that synth and rock and it just that distortion that vinyl feel raw i just love it it remind me of tape day like i just love it it's beautiful all that to say i'm with johnny cool and johnny cool is gonna tell you you know what he about and who he is and also i connected with this brother he's here locally but i connected with his brother on the ground and i saw his his uh creativity and i vibrate to those people who are just beaming shining light uh, being that just that dope spirit. Anyway, all well, that to say. <laughs> well, first of all, I appreciate it, man. It's so kind. I don't even know what to say next besides shoot. Like, <laughs> tell y'all about myself. I'm Johnny Cool. Um, born and raised in Portland, Oregon. Uh, coming out of a cool, cool area of Northeast Portland, which is the black black area of Portland. Uh, the last, the last of us. <clears throat> and I'm, you know, I'm a multi i would say disciplinary artist because i put discipline into all the arts that i try everything i try mm. at least put a at least discipline myself to a, my standard uh, mm. of what i like and if it's not if it's not me showing you it's, it's not ready yet mm. <clears throat> so um i really i come from uh, a family of like just i guess disciplined artists my dad and my mom she when she was here she was always practicing she was a soul singer and she had a band she sung like Supreme covers and mm. uh, Natalie Cole. Um, she kind of looked like Aretha Franklin too. Everybody would always say. Um, and she sung like her. She was like a real, real uh, good example of like uh, she'd always put her art first. She'd be like, "Mom works at Safeway, but Mom is still a singer. Mm. Uh, Mom work at the bank, but she's working at the bank. But Mom's she always let me know that she's a she's a singer. Mm. And, so she she you know." put her rehearsals at a high priority and so my dad my dad was in multiple bands he was on tour since he was like a teenager so wow he's a keyboard player him and my late uncle johnny were like a keyboard playing duel and um wow. all around town everybody would know about them like they my dad was on tour with the stylistics when he was 14 mm. and so he played with uh <clears throat> sticks they went on tour with sticks uh, wow. He was in a country band. My dad was in a rock band, jazz band, all types of things. But the coolest thing was he was in an SOS band. I love, I always, 
I can brag about that. Like my dad was in an SOS band. That was cool. Wow, that's you gotta dope. Love, you got you got to love that band, you know, love that music and um he was Damn. Miles Davis's roadie. So he he he, he had a he had a thing about him where, which like the quality. Everybody would always come to me or like older guys like your dad or your uncle or your mom. They they are great because they just practice so much. And even mm. I didn't start music until I was 20, so I I wasn't like growing up. Wow. On a keyboard or nothing like that. I I started when after high school actually. Hmm. So you started, they, so you started in 20, you would think you would start like, yeah, from age eight, your parents being straight musicians, like soul. Yeah. The only thing I, I really kind of had since I was a child was I, I used to draw. I mean, I always drew, I still draw like that. But when I was about five and six was when I was doing like observation art, I was portraits and mm. I would do still art, and it would look so great. Like I was, like my dad would say, like you draw like a grown man, you know. I don't. Sometimes I don't believe you drew it because it was like so, so detailed, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was like my alien stage of like not talking to people, but just drawing. And I'm like, look at that person. Like, I can draw him. He has simple shapes in his face, you know. Like that's that's cool. And that's weird to think about as you're like six and seven, like you're looking at somebody's face, like the shapes and how to draw them, <laughs> versus like wanting to meet them. I'm like. So, that, that's that, yeah. <laughs> that's just straight and, up how you know you are straight up artist. And and by the time I was like maybe twenty, little after high school, I was still working on music, and uh, I wanted to do more. Wanted to do more because people would always say, "Oh, you dress, you know, you dress a certain way," and I did not know how to describe that. Music and colors and all these textures were some so similar to me. I can touch the colors and I can like <clears throat> you almost want to like bite um the, this color of like coral and, and these things and they and they there were music as well so I ended up getting a scholarship to the Portland Art uh the Art Institute of Portland wow and because I have synesthesia I have like a really thick case which allowed me to take any to, have to use that scholarship for any class or any course at that school so I chose um, you said you what you had and, what uh, synesthesia. What's what's that? So, so synesthesia is how you you would pretty much like the title of like oh people who see sounds and mm. um, your 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 senses are uh, kind of combined in a way where your some people may um, react to uh, sound as oh like your shirt's too loud man you know that's a form of synesthesia that's saying like your color your like your outfit's too bright you know that's too much mm-hmm. it's like you know, or we know that colors don't have a volume. <clears throat> and so there's just certain things where like directors have it really hard because they're like maybe hearing the music and they are, are picturing the scene. They're like, oh man, if you're ever around an artist or a rapper and they, they hear the song, they're finished with it and they're already talking about like the video has to be black and white. I'm in the city uh, and it looks kind of like grainy, like a film camera. That's synesthesia because you're, the music is giving you a sense of like touch touch and so that's what it gave me it gives me all the time and i'm over here like wearing out music that i like i'm like wearing an album i'm like oh listening to the college dropout and so i have all these like certain things that i'm you know remembering and looking for i'm like i don't have pink i don't have anything neon pink but i need it because it's a synthesizer that's driving me crazy and i can i need to have that like if I can't listen to it, I need to wear it. I need to, you know, it has to be around me 
Mm. So I tell people like, I'm really hungry for this color right now. And I'm like, I don't have like a shoe collection. I have all the shoes that I, like all the colors that I really need and like that, that help go with other things. And I don't like all, all my clothes don't have to make sense. It's such a strange concept, but <clears throat> they're, they're, they're what I see. They're, they're what I feel right now too. And I know I'm not the only one, but mm-hmm. uh, I use, I like to use mine for, uh, for art and purpose and mm-hmm. to inspire if I can, because I know like there's probably kids out there who just don't understand like why am I why is my brain so active and I see all these colors and I have all these ideas and it's it's literally as easy as starting one of them starting mm. one of them just mm. start it just do it mm-hmm. because you're gonna you know like I, I've never met anybody in my whole entire life I don't care if you're in the NBA or not who just started playing basketball and all of a sudden you was just so raw it's like you gotta learn how to bounce the ball with mm-hmm. both hands. Mm-hmm. bounce without looking chest pass bounce pass you gotta learn how to do all these fundamental things before you could do it so of course you're gonna be kind of weak you know mm-hmm. when you first start you just you gotta know that you gotta go okay i'm i'm, I'm new right now but you know that's mm-hmm. what that's, that's where the hunger comes in if you're hungry to practice exactly then that's and where the discipline comes i in. want i want to pause you real quick on talk about because you you spoke on synesthesia is that how you say it Yep, that's right. And that's powerful for you to articulate that language. And I think I'm 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 thankful that you're on this podcast because some like you said, you said it yourself, so many people, especially kids, need the words to what they feel in, how their mind works and how they can't shut the brain off. I got kids, I got sons, and I can see, sense that on them and I see it on them and I even me, um, I never had words. The way you even the word that word, how I, you can see sound, you can see images and a certain tone will create a color for me or this and color tones and palettes. Right now I've been in a palette of just uh, of black tones and I love color. I'm laugh. I call myself Laffy Taffy, you know, cause I love different colors, but I've been in a season of like, I feel like, a, like buried in the ground and kind of coming back up. And, um, but, uh, and I'm changed. I feel a sense of a change of color this coming this fall, and mm-hmm. I'm so excited for it. But what you're talking about is so dope, man. I love what you're talking about the, 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 the using your senses, using that your uh, your genius ability. It gave you a scholarship, and uh, and you say it's strange. It is strange, and that's what's so beautiful about it. Of making sure your outfits has intention or your intention behind almost everything, and. Um, you know, you got everything got to make sense to let, you know, man, this is what's beautiful. It's people like you, it's people like us who create our realities that we live in today. We're not respected, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it is, we're the coders, but go ahead. Yeah. We're, we're, we're the ones who successfully, uh, have our inner child, like, that's it. We have our, we have our inner child, like forever forever growing and 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 never you know never never old never never there's no limit to it and mm-hmm. when you are like a carefree uh person and in that matter of like i just, just want to create and i can i can live free I, i'm free from these other kind of traps and tricks and limits because even when we say like i'm a grown man i'm a grown woman i'm a grown person it's like grown is a is a is a word where you're done you're mm. grown you're done mm. you're done 
like when we we strive for things that are already like complete, like finished, like mm. perfection, perfect means it's done. You can't be perfect if you're ever expanding. How can you be finished? Mm. It's like maybe maybe the perfect life after you're gone, but right now we're thriving for things that are are for when you're done. Mm. Like like I'm never done growing. <laughs> you know, you're mm-hmm. never done, and I'm never. I can't even be perfect because I want to thriving and go until mm. the limits you know mm-hmm. and that's what helps me to to know like oh, i'm different from these other people who feel like they're like so grown that they can't wear four different colors it's too much for them like i just saw some kind of meme with some guy i didn't even, not even a meme he just tweeted like a grown man shouldn't be uh laughing out loud more than once a day or something like that it's like it's like you know do it once and then by the second time you need to grow up. I'm like, who who would ever say that? You, you, like, like what kind these of? Are, these are, but these are thoughts that people actually, yeah. you know, they project and they they um, express online, and they, you know, and the world is so like you said, cutting cookie cutter. So if a successful like a rich man is, you know, he's successful in the eyes of those who are materialistic. If he's saying something like, y'all need to grow up and stop laughing so much each day, people gonna really start doing that. Because they gonna feel like he's he's successful enough that I can listen to him, and mm-hmm. these are the you know these are the kind of the idiots that we got who are running the show who have no connection with their inner child and their inner self. You know, wow. It's like it's like it's like these are leading people and misleading people out of their own gifts and talking people out their own blessings. Mm. Mm. I love how you brought the inner child. Whew. That's because, so true. You, you know, your inner, your inner child can't be neglected or, or forgotten so you just always got to kind of grow up with them and it's like and it's okay to be like hey i know if things was bad in the past but it's like you're the you're the adult now that your inner child needed so you can have this one-on-one with him and be like hey we're cool now because i'm gonna need you and you you're gonna need me so i'm, I'm just tall enough to reach everything we couldn't mm. and i understand that and i understand the rules of, of why we I, why I gotta do things certain things like work but also, let's never forget our imagination, and because that's such a divine and unknown thing. Like, mm-hmm. can't tell me where that imagination come from. It don't come from your brain. Mm. Hardly, it go through your brain, but it gotta come from somewhere else. So I just take that stuff serious because I, you just don't know. Like, mm. I, I hope like everything I lead up to is just like I could, I could be creative list. You know, tomorrow I can like no more ideas. Like, mm. you, you did it. You know, mm-hmm. and I'll be so. You know, I had to look back and go, okay, what did everything I create, you know, when I was creative, you know, wow. So you just got to really take that serious because you don't know, like, when it's going to stop. That's real. And I like how you said that because taking that serious, always tell people to take the design approach, whatever your approach is, take it like never, never approach it like you've grown. Like you said, like you're finished. If you're a painter, if you a musician. I always say work on a project or work on anything with reverence and respect. I never like I look at stuff and I try stuff. I I really keep trying, keep going is one of my sayings, meaning keep trying. It's not like white knuckling it. It's not being serious either. Keep trying, meaning keep being curious and keep going, being curious. Keep trying, you know, keep trying and keep going. And it's like. But that but like what you mentioned is that child likeness and that that um never growing up you know what i mean and uh and continue to like be curious and let those questions take you on the quest and uh always and like you said the imagination it is divine 
Like it doesn't come from the brain. It's it's divine. It's coming from like if you look back 30 to industrial age where we shut down emotions, where a grown man is supposed to just provide and put the food on the table. Don't show the emotions. You you get out of those childish things, the stuff that's running like, you know, all that does. It just it does. It's like putting, you know, blocking the light from a plant, you know, and um mm-hmm. Man, what you're saying is so beautiful, and what what you're saying is so. It's it, continue to talk because this is really helpful. That's, no, that's, really... re- that's, uh, that's real because you know, and then you have people who, um, like, like if there are men in this cookie cutter kind of world telling you, like, oh man, you need to you know grow up and not be so serious. It's like, but we will allow the comedian, the musician, the creative mm. person. If you're the artist, and we have these titles on people as if we're just born to do these things. It's like no. It's like I'm not wow. a creative man. I'm a man who uses my creativity. Like, like thank you. We all have it, but we all. I'm, I'm just like you. But I use my creativity to thr- to thrive. Mm. And um, like I, th- I always use this analogy with an apple tree, uh, <clears throat> because an apple tree is like. I mean, it makes it drops apples count all through the day, all through the day, all through the seasons, you know, and it doesn't care it's, it's not like these apples are for humans and these apples is for whatever <laughs> it's just dropping them and we're the ones the humans are the ones who go walk by day to day and go this is not a good apple this is a bad apple this one isn't right we're pulling them off the tree talking about oh this is not a good one and we either put it somewhere where it wasn't already you know how can you replace an apple you took off but the wow. apple tree is not going to stop growing mm. apples it's not going to stop mm. dropping apples it's its full purpose it knows it's being judged probably and a theory that I made up is that the apples that are rotting on the limbs are probably the apple, the tree, the tree um, enjoying its own apples from the inside. You know, mm. it's just probably just like absorbing them because it's like, we, and we have to be that way. We have to be like, well, I design clothes or I, um, I help people do this. And it's just like, keep doing it because the world's always going to tell you yay or nay and that's that's none of our business whether they mm-hmm. like it or not because who cares mm-hmm. my purpose is to do this thing mm-hmm. and when you got men out there who are like hey bro uh because i i got these like converse that got like hearts on them and cupcakes on them <laughs> you know they're like mm-hmm. design them you could just customize them yourself and so mm-hmm. I, I saw some cool patterns on converse.com but i i like and everybody likes them except for like some men <laughs> you know they're all like bro <laughs> You got cupcakes on your shoes, bro, or like you got hearts what, on your shoes. I'm it's like, the, it's the, I'm like, what uh, am I supposed to not have? Like these are cupcakes are so you would eat one but not wear one. <laughs> That's crazy. You would eat one. You put one inside your body, but not just <laughs> the most intimate thing you can do is eat it, but you won't wear it. <laughs> and then judge judge a young brother for just trying, you know. Yeah. And I like that. I, so I always like, man, <clears throat> growing up, uh, always been a little, you know, always had something artistic about me uh, that set the difference between me and my like friends growing up. But yeah, I would say by, by the time I went to, you know, the Art Institute and just kept making music, I just never took a break since 20. This is my 16th year. I'm 36 and wow. I never took a break. So it feels like I've been doing it all my life because I've never took a month off or a week. Even if I was sick, it's always like if I'm listening to my beats, I'm working because mm. I'm always like they're not done, they're not done. I need oh, it'd be cool to actually have a rap on here or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm never, you know, it's, it's like I'm never taking a break, 
And that's where my discipline comes in. That's when people can say, man, you can make any genre. It's because I listen so hard. Like when I'm listening to uh, Kenny Loggins or something like that, I'm not just jamming out. I'm like, I'm also listening to his mix. I'm also listening to like, I understand the engineer. I'm listening to like where panning is and things like that. And, and like, that's how I was able to create warp speed is because like, I man, my sister is 10 years older than me. And so like when I was like five or so, she's listening to Prince and Dino, all these people and whatever, you know, and I'm just listening, observing and those textures and that sound sticks with me. So I can like put it into my work. It's like, it's a, mm. it has, I have to be disciplined in it. And wow. 16 I, years. I spent, yeah. I spent many, many summers not doing nothing besides like ripping songs from records and sampling and, and, and. Cause you're a DJ or, too as well. huh? Yeah. I, I DJ as well. And, but mainly main, main, main focus, I guess, our main passion and drive is providing people with the right, theme song like you need everybody has a soundtrack and i always like if i'm working with an artist or even if somebody's podcast music theme song i'm like what's the mood mm. like let's create like let's start with the mood and let's move on like let's let's start from there because we know what dark and gloomy feels like we know what that kind of sounds like we know what exciting and powerful sounds like and confident we know what like oh i want like a grimy hip-hop kind of feel i could you know once you start with these moods then I'm just like I'm on it, and mm-hmm. that's that's why I love to get creative, and that's why I can see where people are lacking in um, customized music, you know, because we get to we have to pick music from like these sound banks and libraries, yes. and people oh got this on YouTube, but the person who made that wasn't even thinking about you. They didn't no. even know. They don't no. even know you're gonna use it. Mm-hmm. So it's like talk to somebody who's gonna you know like let's create a mood, let's create a, a moment, you know, of, mm-hmm. of music, and it works out. So that's how I've been able to be a bit more successful and be uh you know blessed to be needed in music yeah so you're you a sound designer and you create soundtracks and and sound and you know what's so beautiful is that i said i was i was like he's a before we got on this podcast i say you a sound designer you know and i said that i words are powerful and i said that of course you're a producer and all that and you speaking on this and advocating on this on how like man you don't know the music you grab they didn't make it for you but you here to be that solution and say i got you i can make it for you custom made to your vibe your frequency and your brand yeah and i think that is so fire and i think that's important that people need to hear the listeners if y'all brand owner you own a business think about your sound think about and who to go to for your sound and and yeah, you a like sound buying, designer. You a sound designer. It's like buying a stock logo. It's like it's like you don't want to just buy something that everybody already has and you just change the color of it. Yeah. But um, and also it's like you don't want to just um, buy a suit online and just rock it. Like like you want to be able to like tailor it to your body more. Like I'm sure you just like oh the pants is large and the jacket's large too. That's 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 it fits you. It might look nice. You know, mm-hmm. like oh that's nice. He's wearing a suit. But then when you wear that tailored suit, everybody's like, oh, whoa, okay. I don't even know how much, I don't even, I'm not going to ask you how much that costs. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? You look like you be buying NFTs, bro. Like, you just got to, once you do that. But mm-hmm. when it comes to customization, that's like, that. that's what gives you your identity. And I'm working with, like, these guys right now on their podcast. And it's a really cool um, thing they have going on. It's like um, mental health and uh it's called four men and 
same same they're just like you know i'm talking to them they're like i'm like what is the mood they're like oh well you know we older guys so we want some kind of like soul train kind of vibe and we want this and i'm like i can provide that because now i got so much information about them and, and and i'm submitting them a folder today with like seven options you know and they can pull from that and go, mm, we really like these, you know, we, you know, so I'm just like, let's build from that way. Cause they're all across America elsewise. It'd be easier to just meet in person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but just, just, I love, I love that feeling and, and like, you know, giving people like their own sound palette to walk around with. Mm-hmm. And- it's like a chef. You just get to serve up a dish and watch them enjoy it. And what's so cool about sound is it just continues. Uh, it's forever. And, um, Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's fire. So that's what you do. And you also surrounded yourself with other creatives. And I know you do shows, you do creative stuff. I know you out yeah. there, you outside for real. But you got to you out there, you do, you do collaborations, you do photography, you do video, and you talk about customization, you customize your clothes, you, you, um, you even have your own store, you, you take, you like, I'm assuming you do some thrifts, you do some thrift re- mm-hmm. <clears throat> I do some thrift re, um, repurpose, re- repurposing, and uh, a lot. I like to get um, also just like some really cool, like high quality, like varsity jackets, like the wool and leather joints. Yeah, and really because that's like uh, the reason why I like varsity jackets so much. Not because I just ha- I had one when I was a kid. I wear it every day, and I remember like my teachers writing my mom a note asking if I had another jacket because I would wear this too much. Mm. <laughs> my mom would tell me like Johnny you should need to take a break on that jacket. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know why. I'm like, I loved it. Like, you know, Yeah. and it got too small, I guess. But also going to high school, um, my mom would allow me to play on the teams in high school. I was raw at basketball. I was really good, actually. But um, mm. I, I, I love the fact that everybody got their varsity jackets in the sports. And I was like, you know what? Those made everybody instantly the cooler. You're the cool. You're you're cool. You're cool because you got one. You just got one. And that's mm-hmm. varsity, that's colleges and everywhere around. You know all the schools around. That varsity jacket sets you to to a whole other height of cool where you don't even have to talk. You just like you show up and some you you be at a dinner table at like Applebee's in high school and some parent gonna come up to you. Hey, good job on the game or something like that or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you're, just, you're just nice. You know you're just popping. So mm-hmm. I thought like giving everybody a purpose or, or, or a jacket like that, like give you a cool varsity jacket, a cool varsity look. That's kind of how it started. It was like coolest of all time. I like and that. I coat, like coat, that. Coat, and um, to be the coolest is to be yourself to the fullest. And like, so it's like not everybody, not anybody, not everybody, you know, it's going to, it's going to get, it's going to get it. So mm, I like that. That's fire. I love that story behind that jacket. I noticed if it's, it's your brand ID, Every time I see a jacket, I think Johnny Cool, you know what I mean? Uh, repurposing yeah. that. And I like how you take fabrics and textures and repurpose. I call it re-original. And, um, yeah. and it's to re-original something. Take a thrift store shirt that's heavy, nice material that's been worn and proven. But then it stand the test of time and it still has that nice look to it. And I love putting like bleach in it or putting a logo on it or, or yeah. just ripping the sides off of it. But. Because yeah. I noticed, like, being around um, folks who are, like, I mean, I guess there's different kind of fashionistas or fashion folks. So, like, there's people who are, like, they can afford to buy the whole mannequin. So they're going to see the mannequin and just buy the whole outfit. Yeah. And just buy everything they have. They go to um, Compound or something like that and be like, I got, I bought the new Yeezys. I got the 10 deep jeans and whatever. It's this t-shirt, mm-hmm. Supreme hat. 
I want that whole outfit. And that's cool too. But some folks are just like, I like when you have a little bit of old, a little bit of new, a little bit of something, you know, like a little bit of vintage in your yeah. look. Like Portland, Portlanders, we're just, man, we old thrift shopping all the time. We used to have, I'm sure it was a Goodwill bins, but my family, we used to call it the as is. Mm. And then the as is, it's just like, you just, you have to buy it as it is. It's just like mm-hmm. all thrifting. So we'd always be like, oh, we're going to go to the as is and just see what we can get. And because you're not like, oh, excuse me, there's a stain on this blouse. Yeah. That's the casual like, Portland style. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. But we'd always be like, oh, this person got an old, like, you know, blazer uh, sweatshirt from like 92 or something like that. And this is like, that's just cool. Mm-hmm. And having that having that kind of element to your outfit, uh, definitely, it just it makes it makes you like more like, I mean, you can don't get me wrong, you can go out and buy every, everything brand new, you know, today. You're just like, hey, everything I'm wearing, I just bought it yesterday. That's great too. That's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's also like when you have that little worn yeah. feel. It's just like the energy into clothes. Like your new outfit don't got no energy into it yet, you know. Mm. You just gotta be like, mm. it's just like it ain't, it ain't, it ain't you yet. You yeah, know? I like that. I like yeah. the way you look at that. That's fire. Cause I'm into fashion, and people would think I have a shoe game. I have no shoe game. Um, I'm into, and I'm into silhouettes of shoes. I, you'll think I have, like you said, buy it off the mannequin. A dress. It's a lot of. It's it's thrift store. It's my brand mostly. Um, like I love your style. Oh, you like the hat? You made. I, I, I still, I rock this. I rock this. Yeah, I like. I like that one. <laughs> I appreciate. It. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, that's the heart. Yeah, the. Yeah, the corduroy <clears throat> is hard. Yeah, I love corduroy. I gotta get some more. I like those bucket hats you got. I, I, I want to do some runs, some bucket hats too. Oh yes, sir. This reminded me, like speaking of like Kanye. This reminded me of the uh, like his infamous like tweet. Uh, <laughs> varsity. I mean, not varsity, but his jacket he used to wear. Like a um oh yeah 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 that corduroy um the corduroy joint yeah blazer blazer yeah 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 mm-hmm. worst jacket yeah yeah I forgot about you know what that's funny I didn't even connect that but yeah yeah he was sporting that yeah. that was fire and like when I wear this I want to like instantly want to wear like my rugby and like my um or something like that just kind of like it has like a like, I don't know the coolest guy on the on the uh, country club or or mm-hmm. something like that I just like mm-hmm. but it, uh, it's also very artsy too I was just like the Always wear it like this. <laughs> Paint and draw it. That's fire. Um, man, I definitely gotta go thrifting with you just to hear you talk and talk about different stuff and hit me up on some some of your styles and stuff. Cause I can tell just hearing you talk, you see like we both artists, but you you seeing stuff, you articulating some stuff that I'm not able to find words for. And also you also seeing some stuff that I don't see and I'm like, cool, I can get some of that coolness on me. And I know it'll like, boom. Cause it's Steve Jobs, what happened before he went and did Apple, he hung out with this one dude, ended up being a billionaire as well. They was up there dropping LSD and they got enlightened. And then, um, <laughs> I know I'm sorry. Like, but no, they did, they, they, went, they went, on, <laughs> went on a trip and it opened up his mind, opened up his consciousness to the point where he absorbed some of the dudes able to stand up in front of a crowd and actually demand attention. Steve Jobs lacked that. He was more of an introvert, kind of quirky. So it rubbed off. He got a little bit of that coolness onto him. So he mixed that well, together and he was able to now stand in front of people. So who you around, you can grab different 
you know cool vibes from <laughs> that's that's so true like like keeping yourself around just like ones that you know like no matter where i look i'm looking at a, uh, i'm looking at something i can learn or or you know it's a it's a good just partnership like my friend uh money rocket because his name is josh he has bleach by josh oh yeah yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he's one of my best friends and uh he's just like being around him he's always like i mean since we started working with each other like maybe 10 11 years ago mm. he's just always been like multi multi-talented and multi you know on multiple ways of making income mm. like all even back then he was like you know where, where he's on photography he's um teaching you know and other things like that he was on a paper route so i was just like man he just made me feel like you know what there, there's so many different ways where i don't have to like figure out oh, how am i going to make money to buy, buy these new headphones or uh, if i really want a keyboard he's like just you know you can you can get it you know he made he made things mm. seem very reachable and mm. he still does to this day now he does way more mm -hmm. <laughs> obviously now we're both like we're so busy, like you know, very busy. We have, we don't hang out like we used to as much, but like we're always working on something. And I'm still proud of him, but always proud of other people I'm around. You know, mm -hmm. just like love love seeing my buddies and and doing something cool. Like my buddy's on tour, Joey Badass, and he's just like, yo, I'm in Portland. And it's like, see, that's cool, man. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, you're just like you're just out keeping yourself around. So now I'm like, I need to figure out how to get on the tour. Mm. And just be prepared, you know, run sound, whatever I'm doing. And I heard your bio speaking of that, like, man, uh, like, first of all, how we connected. I forgot to add this story, how we connected on Instagram. We connected. But then also I connected with to your account and I was getting these messages and I was like, what's going on? Like, what's going on? And oh, I was I like, oh, this this is a scam. So I was like, no, this this was some he must have got hacked or something like that. And but before you got hacked. I looked at I looked at the link and stuff, and it showed your bio, and you worked with different artists and all that type of stuff, and you got, um, yeah, big time, some celebrities and stuff like that. I don't remember. I don't want to mess it up, but like, yeah, let people in and in something um, like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, like John Legend. I worked with John Legend. He actually him and his crew uh, flew me and another producer out to New York for like. Uh, a couple weeks just to work with his producers on wow. some music. This is like back in 2010. And before that, uh, we got to work on a, a Kanye project. He was working on a good ass job at the moment. We were just submitting beats. Me, I say we as a, me and this other producer I, I was like in a uh, production team with. And I was always sampling master. I was always like grand, <laughs> grandmaster sample. Like that was me just like, hey man, like the cleanest loops. Mm. And so um yeah so john legend liked a song that i sung and he liked some of the like i, I was hoping that he would just like take the whole song <laughs> it would have been great <laughs> but um he wound up actually just like end up working on that project with the roots mm. and uh just kind of went that way and kanye west ended up just doing like dark my dark twisted fantasy mm -hmm. uh so it's like none of the projects finished but the work was was great and working with them and uh oh, mainly especially john legend and all, all those guys like biscuit and gravy those his producers and horn players but um worked with rock him uh he has wow. he's he's on he's uh liking two two beats really hard right now so mm. and that's still in the movement because he's he i'm just like man whatever his time is i'm pretty sure he's he has it in his mind when he wants to drop something mm -hmm. i'm never gonna never gonna rush him but i'm always talking to his 
his uh his pal his right hand man um pope and i like it. that's he's the reason why i moved to new york actually mm. and the it's supposed to be a two-week trip. It ended up being there for almost three years. Wow. <laughs> so, so you lived in New York for a little bit? For three years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And ended up, like, getting a lot of just inspiration. Just that's what, Warp Speed came about in New York when I was just subway. You know, mm. it seemed so futuristic to me. And I had a whole other version of that, actually. It was, like, a lot. It was, like, slow. It was, like, a slow. Um, oh, it's way slow down of Warp way, Speed. Yeah, way slow down. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, just so many, yeah, so many things came to my mind in New York and being living in uh, Uptown with like a lot of retired jazz artists. And mm-hmm. I, I connected with um, this guy, Mike Clark, who's uh, Herbie Hancock's drummer, actually. Wow. Drumming on uh, Headhunters. And so he was like a mentor. And I would hang out at his place and he'd teach, like, teach me how to like chant because he was really into Buddhism. Mm-hmm. And um, I will just go there and just get like, just be listening listening and also like listening to him being on these phone conversations with record labels and stuff like that and it was just really inspiring in new york was was real cool all you know life is a movie so there was like i'm with i I went there on the sleeping on the floor and then Mm -hmm. the couch and then i got a room and then just 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 doing it but you but you got it that it mm -hmm. man you got you went on a quest and you got you got some jews with you some yeah gems that's fire. Um, oh, also, yeah, uh, go prior, ahead. To that, prior to that, I lived in uh, lived in Hollywood with my pal Tyus, <clears throat> and I was with like Warner Brothers, and I was like the his his producer, and that was a cool experience as well. Like, got me uh, into different uh, situations, like with like Paramount Studio and wow. BMG, and some big some big studios, and, wow. uh, Electric Lady Studio, and. Um, Jimi Hendrix studio and yeah, it was really cool, man. Just that's cool. Keeping the same and everybody has the same, you know, kind of idea about me. It's just like I'm gonna have 50 beats to show them. I'm gonna have so much music and and um, be the calm, cool, and the vibe in the room. Be the calmest in the room. Be the mm. coolest in the room <laughs> because I'm just like there's no need for me to even be stepping out my character uh, to flex or to prove anything. I don't like. You need me to push play? Just let me. Just ask me, and I got that. That's all I'm gonna have to be there for is to push play. Mm-hmm. I don't gotta hype up nothing. And so that's just what I appreciate about working with all them people and out of all the names. Is it's just the you know they they respect the creative vibe and they trust my taste. Mm-hmm. So, and that's that important cool. for you people to know. And I'm glad that you went into that because yeah, they that, that what you just said. They trust your vibe and they trust your taste. And these are people that's in like have tasted, have access to different flavors. They have more access to different, different flavors than most creatives, most producers, most artists, rappers, uh, whatever. <clears throat> but they choo- they choosing you. They're choosing your vibe. They're choosing Johnny Cool to walk in a room with a bag of goods and say, hey, press play and whatever you like. And that's fire. And I got to explore more of your catalog. But once I realized, like, I think you put out, oh, no, it's my boy Chris put out, uh, he has every Monday, he has a soundtrack he does or a playlist. And he put Johnny Cool. And I was like, oh, he, he did music, does music. This is like a little bit ago. Then heard your stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. no, recently I, I heard your stuff more. And I was like, oh, this is this is fire. This is some frequency. This is what I can like zone out to, um, uh, chill and get creative with and come up with more. Because I, I, music sound is huge for me. 
for me to do like when I see vid- I, I can see a movie I can do video I can do create something mm. but your music yeah when your music I definitely listened to it and I was like boom I found myself just going like let me check it out to like just turn it up and just walking around and just vibing to it no I love it um I Taking definitely the beat, the beat tape huh yeah I think it was the beat, the beat, the beat tape. tape um Portland Zoo I think um, yeah, Portland Zoo. and you got your stuff playing on uh, Portland Travel. You, you your, your stuff been constantly just going viral. Um, yeah, man. man, that's yeah, that's uh, scored their whole kind of like similar. What I was saying, like they they got some customized music for me too. So everybody there, um, they interview. I um I got to talk to the interview uh, the the artist or whoever they're highlighting and kind of just mm. ask them like, what are you what are, what are you listening to? Like, what do you What's your theme song? Like, if you, you if you had a theme music, what's your vibe? You know, and some they all had so many different varieties of, of mixtures. You know, so it was really cool to come up with that music for folks. And sometimes I already had the music that they were looking for. I just needed to change the drums or mm. uh, slow it down or something like that. And they're just like, "Oh, this is perfect. This is what I would like listen to all the time." Mm-hmm. So that was cool. That's to dope. Get, connect with them people and. Yeah, you know, travel Portland and oh man, so many things coming up like Portland Fashion Week. I'm the music director, so I'll be scoring the runway again this year. That's fire. Um, I want to ask you this creative question about music though, since you're talking about it, because you say you sampler. What's the key to sampling? Because I'm a producer, but I'm not a producer on your level, like for real. I I'm, I'm like I do it for fun and I do loops together and I don't. But w- what is the key to sampling? Like you know what I mean? Like. <clears throat> I'm not, yeah, sampling, like, you know, well, that, to me, you say like, you're a master loop, how to get that yeah, timing. Yeah. So, so there's like a, um, to me, there's a standard, like a of sampling, like, like if your samples are, are, if you choose to sample like a loop and your loop has like a little flick at the end or mm-hmm. the beginning of it, it's like, clean that up because it should just, it should be seamless. It should be a seamless loop. And also your, your drums. Are, are so much important for your sample. Like, I like to sample around my drums versus like looping, finding the sample and you're trying to fit it because if you're sampling from like a live band, it's so natural that they're going to be slower yeah. at each bar and they're not right on the metronome like, like you. You're like, you're right on the grid tapping and, you know, and so they're like a live band, so they're like slow and then want to pick up. So you just want to make sure that you're, you're, um, you're adjusting the speed of your sample to the drums. So you're just like, it, it just knocks and it feels so, it's just right on time. It's right in the pocket, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah, I like so many different ways. Like I like, I call them like the DJ premiere approach where I'm like cutting these little pieces, you know, and making them feel like, oh, uh, just kind of chop. Like I can, I'm going to show you just this one a little bit. I'm gonna just show you this how I did this one. Mm-hmm. You're gonna hear hear a little bit of it, mm-hmm. not the clearest, but and I like it because I just I mean I don't even know I had this sample, so I just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh man, make sure my at least the samples are are clean to the very to the very end, you know. So you have mm-hmm. all these. 
so I'm just like. Mm-hmm. But I had my drums going first because I'm like, oh, this is that this is that DJ Premier kind of mm-hmm. and Guru, <laughs> which allows me to like not come up with no regular loop versus like, oh, that's cool, like mm-hmm. you know, there's um. There's like different ways of like, yeah, just making sure, making sure that you have, I'm just going to pick one that's actually just a loop. And that just started like, like kind of like last night, but mm-hmm. it's just, a, um, yeah, drums got to be, t- drums got to be on point and finding that drum that reminds you of the sample at least. Yeah. Kinda yeah. Like, like kind of, uh, I got that from just blaze and like watching his, uh, studio, um, sessions and like on YouTube. This is like years ago too, mm-hmm. like two thousand and like seven and eight. Like, yeah. like watching Just Blaze when he was studio, at the Just Blaze was at the peak. Yeah, at the peak. Yeah, and he's still one of my favorites. And mm-hmm. there's like, uh, yeah, he's not that respected like that because Kanye kind of took took a little bit of that shine from Just Blaze a little. <laughs> yeah, but man, the stuff that he does, I'm just like, he is a madman. You know, mm-hmm. like just the way he does it. Um, there was also. Um, DJ Clark Kent, which I had the uh, honor to like, not I can't say work with, but he kind of kind of schooled me a few a few times, and we had communication. Wow. Um, and I got connected with him from my old music manager, and he was like, yeah, I would send him beats, and he would send me ideas, and he'd be like, no, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not, you know, this is cool, tighten the drums up, or you're mm-hmm. you're recording everything too hot, you know, this is too hot, like turn it down, you know. Turn down the mix. <laughs> and I think the last time we communicated, I sent him this beat that I made from Curtis Mayfield's sample. He goes, you know, I sampled that right for Mary J. Blige. And I'm like, I didn't know. I didn't I'm like, I'm, wow. I'm like, what one did I even do? Like, I don't know. But, but Dang. We, we've talked since then, like in person, but not like online and communicated. But I'm like, like, but I think my beat sounded really cool. Like, and if it was a Mary J. Blige beat, like, I don't want to be disrespectful and be like, my beat's better. But I think... We, our beats were so different, but he's mm-hmm. just like, it's like, but you're not Curtis Mayfield in the impression, so you can't tell me mm. what to do. You can't <laughs> tell me what sample. Sorry, brother. I don't care if you're my. I don't care if you're. Um, mm-hmm. Oh no, Jesus Dang. Christ or something like that. Can't, I don't think he has control over me either. Clark, but Kent. check. But yeah, check out this loop. This is just like a simple. And seamless, seamless loop. Mm-hmm. It can, it can go on. Add some sound effects. I like that. And I'm loving that. Different layers. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! I love that. I love it. I love that sound. I love that. That sounds so fire. Yes. 
That's what I'm saying. And that, that yeah, that you you right. Don't them sound seamless, smooth. That's what mm-hmm. I'm like. How do the speed it up and slow it down, timing all that type of stuff? I was so like, I'm not messing with that. <clears throat> and, you know? I, and I don't want to ever like make somebody feel like they're not creative. But there's like, because when you are when people confuse the music industry with like freedom of art so like you can be as creative like you can say i'm gonna make music that's not on a metronome that's rhythmless and out of pitch that's my art that's totally fine but when you want to move into the industry the industry Mm. sells music they sell music and they place music in places for money Mm -hmm. and a lot of times those people those people don't want abstract non-rhythm not weird pitchy sounds they don't Mm. want uh things that aren't that don't really make sense right off the bat because they're just trying to sell stuff yeah but like that is that shouldn't stop your creative flow mm-hmm. but just know that just know that it's going to be a bit harder for you to sell it at the rate that like little wayne or drake or somebody that is selling their music at mm-hmm. because they have the they have the, the formulas down mm. to make to make and sell a song mm-hmm. and uh and when you want to say but like, i want my song to be like i want my intro to be three minutes and it's just all instrumental and, and mm-hmm. that's cool that's great i'm pretty sure you know on your album people are going to listen to it but if you're like but i also want you to stream this stream my music y'all people are like okay it, it's kind of hard to hear you know listen to your abstract art piece mm-hmm. at, at first but it's just like how you it's like how you how you pitch it and how you sell it and so when people come with samples that aren't looping right or they're like not time with their drums mm-hmm. it's like that's harder to sell. It's harder to listen to too, especially mm-hmm. like somebody like me who's going to be like, "Oh, I'm just I already know the standard uh, standard of like looping, mm-hmm. and it just has to loop. Like that's what a loop is. You can't you can't <laughs> you can't see where it stops. You're not supposed to know when it stops or begins. That's mm-hmm. just a loop. You're just like, oh, oh, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you begin to just go listen to that loop over and just and, and I had to compare myself. And compare my loops to just Blaze, and know that his is way, you know, crazy. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I remember when I found out how to speed up samples, and like, how are they getting that pitch? How are they getting it pitched up? And so, I think I found um, this like sample from this uh, group. I want to say uh, the uh, orchestra. It's like the it's like the Love Orchestra. It's like it's like um, I want to say Isaac Hayes's orchestra, something like that. Mm-hmm. And just played sample with him, and I just looped. I looped the same time. Like this is what he did. This is the same sample. This is the same loop. How did he speed it up? Mm. And I did it. I did it. I did double speed, and I got it. But I, I understood that his was just like seamlessly looping, and mm. mine was like block, block. Mm. I'm like every time this is weird pinch sound. I'm like how do I get rid of that? Mm. And mine sounds so cheap compared to his because it's not. And it just kind of upped my standard, you know. It made my standard go, this isn't like anybody else's. I don't want to do what they're doing, but I also lo- love that quality. Absolutely. Like, like, you want to make a, it's like It's just like touching somebody's fabric on their clothes saying, you know, this is good denim versus like, this is some H&M denim versus some uh, Levi denim, you mm-hmm. know. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. di- it's just different, you know. Man. And that's where you have to put your, not expectation but standard you mm-hmm. just need a there's a there's a phrase called industry standard which um i actually got that stamp from pharrell pharrell told me wow that, you know, your sound is industry standard wow and, uh, and i was like from there i was like i mm-hmm. always remember that phrase and 
came back to Portland. So Pharrell told you and said, your sound is industry standard. He said, you have an industry standard sound. He goes, and then wow. he, said, he said, the only thing you're missing is lyrics. He goes, you have beats, but no words to any of these. And I'm just like, I don't. I didn't. I wasn't rapping back then. I wasn't singing either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's just like, yeah, you don't have any words. He goes, these beats could be like for anything, really, until you put words to them. And I was like, damn, I'm... You know, like, did I mess up and just not have no, <clears throat> no music, you know? So now, now I have music lyrics. And so next encounter with Pharrell should be real cool. <laughs> I'm going to tell him, I'm going to let him know, like, hey, I, you know, I'm one of them kids that just never stopped. So mm-hmm. if you was ever wondering, you probably wasn't because you're busy. But yeah, <laughs> I took it to heart. But yeah, having that industry standard stamp made me come back to Portland and realize, like, everything has to be better like mm. i have to learn i have to i have to be able to pay somebody to master my music mm. i have to be able to find those sessions and find how i'm gonna make it better mm-hmm. and uh, if you're not going to do that you're not going to have a standard sound mm-hmm. just like they say just standard um instrument or, or, or software to use when you're doing certain things like mm-hmm. you're not um yeah, like Adobe Illustrator, you got to have that standard, the ind- mm-hmm. industrial, and that's what made me learn, had to learn some of these. I'm a self-taught person, but then at the same time, I know I have to enter the industry. So certain tools that I want to learn in order to communicate right to the company, because they can be in, spe- they have to be in specific files for them to collect, for us to collaborate. So yeah. everything you're saying is so on point. Um, it's just like, you just man. have to. You, you can't you can't say, well, my art integrity tells me I don't need to do this. It's like, well, then you can count on not getting any business. Mm-hmm. And you can have all the original and cool art and obscure and abstract art you can collect, you can make. You can have so many that you can't even count anymore. But in order to actually sell it, there has to be that little fine line of standard. Mm. And, and, and that's what made me want to sample way better. It's just like... And I like, hold on, I want to go and grab that part when you look at Just Blaze. And um, Was it Just Blaze that uh-huh. you was talking about how his loop? You was talking about somebody's loop and you you took that same person's loop. Yep, it was Just Blaze. It yep. was Just Blaze's loop and you compared to it as a point of reference. And um, I'm glad you said that because as a, as a graphic designer and stuff like that, I do. that's how I developed and that's how I became... Because you you you're obviously looking. What makes people different, and what's make their art expression different, and take something uh, invisible and divine like imagination and make it visible, and people are like, whoa, um, we haven't seen this before. <clears throat> is the person who is making that is looking and seeing in places where nobody else is looking and seeing, and um, and that's what I love. What you talking about is that you went and looked. You you see and you have a standard and you are looking at people. You you keep naming these people, and I I, I like man, it's so cool here. You talking about this because I, I have these people of of high here who are quality. Of course, you your original self, but you looking at them is like how can I loop it like that? So what I used to do with graphic design, I still do it to this day. I go and look at certain graphics from ESPN, from Disney, from all wow. these different places. And I go, I look at how they did the LeBron James stats and how they did that on graphic. And I look at who's doing who's doing uh, uninterrupted LeBron James media company. Who's doing their little stuff like that? Who's doing the um, this podcast that's a million dollar podcast? Who's who's doing the, the intro for that? And I look at all that right. and 
I tried to recreate that in my own way to try to get it on that quality. And people would be saying like, your stuff, it looked like this. Your stuff looked like it's on ESPN. Your stuff looked like it can be. That's because I'm constantly going to that standard and I'm challenging myself to go and constantly growing. I feel like I, I feel like a never ending. And that's, that's, in, that's the fun. That's, that's so that's so dope. That's that's and that's amazing. That's that's it, too. That's how you you pull yourself up. You know, you're like, I, I need to figure out how to always get higher because I feel like they're doing the same thing. They're probably reaching back to like Earth, Wind and Fire. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm listening to I'm watching Pharrell, but he's probably watching uh, a prince or something like that. He's mm-hmm. like, how did you do that? How, how did he get that sound like that? You know, mm-hmm. and so it's just like it's, a, it's it's so important to do because you're just, you know, like you say, it's, it's non it's nonstop. Mm-hmm. And I want to finish up with this last question. I know we kept you for a while, but um, what is the difference between the Johnny Cool who started at 20 or started in this journey of, of music and creativity? Um, what is the difference between the Johnny 20 years at 20 years old to the Johnny now at 36? What has changed or what, you know? Um, I feel like I, I'm not a, afraid of, um, of stepping out anymore. I'm not uh, afraid to fly higher anymore. And I don't need uh, assurance from people. I don't need like people to say, uh, yes, you're good. Or yes, you can rap. Or yes, that's good art. I don't think I, I don't think there's anybody who need, I, I need to like prove that this is good anymore. I just need to place it now. Mm. <laughs> and I always take myself back to the day before I knew how to do anything. And that's like the most frustrating I ever was and more terrified, too, because I dedicated myself that night was like, you know what? You're going to do it. I got the software here. Let's just try it. Let's just mm-hmm. try it. And I, I tried sampling. The first thing I before I even know how to make drums, I was like, let's just draw a loop. Mm. <laughs> and. I'm not afraid to do anything anymore, and uh, my mind is more open, you know, more genres. Uh, hearing people's experiences and stories help help bring my music to reality and, and, and other things like that. It's just, I, I'm a whole new, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, there's a lot of growth, and there's a lot of uh, um, ego death, and a lot of, um, mm. you know, a lot, of, a lot more common sense, too, so... Uh, I signed some bad contracts back in the day too, mm. but now I'm like really aware, you know. Mm. Um, I allowed myself to be kind of used by like even like Nike and stuff like that, mm. and people at Nike and taking ideas, thinking like, oh, that's that's it's just cool because I'm in, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, like they took advantage of some certain things. Like mm-hmm. I know we're wrapping up, but I am a uh, part of the inspiration like color colorway inspiration to one of the Yeezys actually the mm. the first the Nike Yeezys the ones but they had the tan and the pink and the gray wow. and because wow. that was the outfit I wore and the designer actually came up to me and, and, and asked me about how what what is the way why do I get dressed the way I do mm-hmm. because my pictures were up in Nike mm. and they're like well man you know and years later you know he's telling me he's he Kind of inspired by me like he's kind of tipsy at some like michael jordan party but he's kind of telling me like yeah man you, you inspired the two and i'm just like i didn't get anything from it not even a mm. gift card not even a, um so but i just like i'm not gonna let myself be taken advantage anymore like like how young johnny that mm. everything was so cool and and everybody was on the same page but mm. you just it's not like that you know mm-hmm. so I, I, i'm wise yeah. You know, that's you know, if and if you're trying to take advantage of Johnny, then Jupiter Black's gonna come and whoop, and whoop <laughs> on you. Get you. 
I like that. You mess with Johnny, you got to mess with Jupiter Black. That's what it is. You mess oh, with yeah. Luell, you got to mess with Lou Dangerous. You know what I mean? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, Lou Dangerous, man. You mess with Jupiter Black, you're gone. You're yeah. That's fire. Yeah, they do take advantage. And I even wrote lyrics about that. I was like, man, um, when you're young or something like that, uh, you get taken advantage of you when you don't know better. So get to know you better, you know. Yeah, um, cool. Yeah. And that's the key thing. We don't know our value. Uh, but, yeah, uh, dang, you said so much, especially that the, the, I wanted to go in the area of the discipline. I wanted to go in there, the family of music. I wanted to go in there, the your alien moment you talked about. You talk about certain things that talk about the uh, how you can touch color, you can see color, the you know, the um, I still got to get that word right. The sense, uh, synesthesia, synesthesia. Uh, I'll send you a link. I'll send you, send yeah, me, I'll send you a link about it, too. All right, cool, please. Because, yes, please. Um, I'm already uplifted from this conversation, literally. Creativity as a human, I'm uplifted because the way you articulate and the way you shared a little bit of your life, and it's so much layers I can tell because I'm over here, I can sit here and talk to you for a grip because I in different areas because to me you making a lot of sense to me now finding words and stuff like that man and what you explaining and i feel like i also feel like not as other as well um but thank you 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 know this is this has been a dope i definitely as you talking i'm like and i love how you showed your work every creative have to just let me show you something real quick let me show you something what <laughs> i'm working on and i love it but anyway Thank you for being on here. Appreciate y'all. Y'all, go. Ahead. How can people find you? Well, I'm on uh, on the gram, uh, Johnny with no H, J O N N Y, cool, Jupiter Black, and that's me on the Instagram. And I'm oh, on the Instagram. It's not like my dad. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> but also, I got a new website about to launch. Uh, just give me some time. But it's Johnny Cool Music. Mm. JohnnyCoolMusic.com. And wow. in the meantime, I have I do have JohnnyCool86.com where you can uh, just see what I have. I'm just dropping uh, art on there and uh, updates. So um, I'm, I'm mostly active on Instagram right now. So mm -hmm. I but, hear that. All right. That sounds cool, man. I appreciate this conversation. And y'all go ahead and subscribe, like, and comment, and share if you feel uh, uplifted surfer. like I do. All right. Peace. Boom, 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 boom. Peace, peace.